All right, uh, we're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 tonight. 1 Corinthians 15. The Lord is the resurrection and the life, he said. Without him, death, eternal death, the second death awaits us all. The second death is the lake of fire, which burneth forever and ever and ever, the Bible says. I wish that hell were not real, but I, I challenged the word of God many times because I would think in my mind and say, you know, I, it, why? It can't be. How can somebody be in hell forever. It's terrible to think about. And the Lord agrees as well. That's why he went to his, give his own life for us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us to show us that, yeah, hell is real and he does not want anyone to go there. And uh, the Bible says, when the rich man died, immediately he opened up his eyes in hell being in torments. Hell is not a place of uh, darkness only. It's a place of torment forever and ever and ever, uh, which is the second death. We die once physically, but spiritually uh, we are uh, born dead and on our way to hell. By default, you don't have to do anything uh, to go to hell. We are already on our hell, but uh, on our way to hell, but thank God that Christ died. While we are sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Uh, but God commended his love toward us in that while we were as sinners, amen, he died for us. What a great uh, thing to realize that Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life. Um, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He is the resurrection. Uh, our greatest enemy is death. Uh, there may be a time in your life where you think you're not afraid to die. Um, but I have seen uh, people on their deathbed and they have the fear. Even though they're saved, they still have some type of little, because it's an unknown, it's crossing the Jordan, it's crossing a place that we can only solely trust the Lord in a place where we can't see, a place where we do not have any grip on at all whatsoever, and that is uh, passing away or dying, amen. Uh, but the Lord has gone there for us. He's conquered that way for us already, and our hope is in Christ, and he is the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. That's our Savior who went to the cross in our place and died uh, that we may live. His death brought us life. Uh, his uh, sufferings brought us healing. And his shame on the cross uh, brought us blessings. Amen. He bore uh, the shame and the curse by hanging on the tree, the Bible says, that we may be blessed even, to have a blessed life. 1 Corinthians 15 goes over the resurrection. Although some people uh, have issues, believe, uh, how is it possible uh, when even you think about an alligator eating somebody, maybe they were a saved person uh, or even lost. The Bible says that 
uh, death, death and, uh, uh, and hell will give up her dead. Uh, the, the, the sea will give up her dead, and everyone will stand before the judgment seat of Christ uh, in the last days after the, the millennial reign of Christ. Everyone uh, that was ever uh, born will stand before that judgment seat. Uh, all the lost, amen? If you're saved, your name's written in the book of life, you're born again, uh, you will not stand before that great white throne of judgment, amen? We're delivered from the great uh, judgment, the great day of that uh, judgment, amen? There's no more wrath that abides on us. We are free and clean and clear by the blood of Christ. That's the power of blood of Christ. Some people say, well, what if you start sinning again? You are doubting how powerful uh, the blood of Christ is that washes away every sin. He didn't give you uh, temporary life. He gave you eternal life, amen? And that life is hid in Jesus Christ. And the Bible says when you got saved, you got sealed to the day of Jesus Christ. No man can break that seal. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, as God says, amen? Thank God uh, that he, once he saves you, you are saved. Once you have life, no man uh, can take away that life. Amen. Uh, we weren't born alive. We were born dead. And when you are made alive, you were born again. Uh, nobody can kill that. Because when Jesus gives you life, you have life. And you have it more abundantly. We are, as God's people, the only ones in this life who get to live. We live and have life. Everyone else lives just to die with no hope, without Christ. Their only hope is to try to escape death and live another day. We are full of hope to live and not live another day, but to live for eternity. We have that hope. And we are truly, because of that, the ones who truly get to live and live your life more abundantly here. We don't have to squander our life uh, without hope. People that don't have hope, they squander their life. You give up hope, there's nothing to live for. But we have hope. It's through Christ. We have hope uh, to live for tomorrow because Jesus died for us. We have hope to live for Jesus Christ because he gave his life for us and gave us eternal life. And this life is not all uh, that we have. We have eternal life, Jesus said. Jesus said that not just in this life, but in the life to, to come. Great blessings we, we have. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, the Bible says, Be not deceived, evil communications corrupt good manners. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Awake to righteousness and sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God. Notice that word some. Some do, some don't. I speak this to your shame. But some man will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened. It means made alive, except it die. Let's pray. Lord, please help us. Give us the knowledge of God. Bless our hearts, bless our minds. Lord, we're uh, your children at Gospel Light Baptist Church looking to our Savior.
the true and living God, to lighten our paths, enlighten our minds to your word, to the heavenly things. I pray that you would do that by the Spirit of God, through the word of God. Help us to be a people that are called out, chosen by you, sent forth to proclaim the glory of Christ and his kingdom. Pray you bless us all here. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. The Bible says, be not deceived, in verse 33. Is it possible to be deceived? How many has ever gotten ripped off financially? They got you. It sounded great. Just sign here. Are you sure I'm going to make money? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody that signs this paper becomes rich. Or, you know, you think you're getting something. You know, it's natural for us to be deceived. That's why the Bible says, be not deceived. But here, uh, who really deceives you is just your own self, the deceitfulness of your flesh, along with the devil uh, that tempts you, will convince you that the evil communications in your life are okay. Now, evil communications, what is that? Communications, just ways about you, how you conduct yourself, what communicates out of your life, the little things that nobody sees. Those little evil things, the Bible says, evil communications corrupt good manners. Evil communications corrupt the good. Now, I gave an analogy like this one time. If you had a if you were at a uh, beautiful restaurant, maybe a buffet, uh, five-star buffet, that's hard to find. Usually got to make sure it's clean and so forth, you know. Uh, and they, uh, they just let in some uh, uh, homeless man say, you know what, we care about you also. And everybody's at the buffet, dressed up in good attire, uh, fancy clothes, right, uh, eating, um, or getting their food, and then he let in some homeless guy right off the street, smells really bad, and they just said, you know what, go up and help yourself. And he's in there just digging around, uh, scooping all the food on his plate. Uh, what would happen if that continued? Who's going to be the last man standing there? Will all the ones that are have paid to be there and enjoying the meal and dressed up fine uh, would they continue eating there? No. Would the homeless man continue eating there? Yes. Uh, yes, he will. He'll probably live there if you let him. Uh, why? Uh, because the evil corrupts the good. The good never influences the bad. You may think that you can influence by your goodness somebody who's bad. That's not true. That's not true. The first step to wisdom, I believe Proverbs 1.10 it is. Let me read it. Proverbs 1.10. My son, this is the first step, this is the first instruction uh, to wisdom, to gaining wisdom. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Is who, choosing your friends. Who are you allowing to influence you? Who are you allowing in your life? What type of voices 
uh, do you have in your mind? And of course, in uh, the internet world, what are you watching? What are you reading? What are you listening to? Uh, what are you allowing to creep in your life? Don't you think that everything you hear, watch, programs you? If you've seen me watching vile, 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 I'm, I'm talking about the most vilest movie after church, would, would any of you think that something was off? Why? It's just a movie. I'm not really doing those things. But just for me to watch some, sit down and watch something vile, it, it wouldn't mix right, right? You would assume something, you would start not trusting me. Something's off with that guy. Why? Because if that vile movie entertains me, then what type of darkness do I have hidden in my heart? If I'm intrigued by vile things, then what type of person do, am I hiding within me? Oh, sure, we have all that type of person within all of us. Uh, but if I am living in that, am I am feeding that, if I am uh, entertaining that, then that's the type of person I am. I might be able to disguise outside, but my spirit uh, is the, what is really wicked. We have multiple parts to us. We have three parts, the Bible says, right? Body, soul, and spirit. Our body, our flesh is full of sin. Our spirit, though, God hath made alive. And that's what we need to feed. The Bible says, though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. And as you get older, you will realize what type of person you are, who you really are on the outside of the, your flesh. But we not need to worry about that. God hath delivered us from that by making our spirit alive. And now we get to walk uh, in the spirit of God. And the Bible says that his spirit bears witness with our spirit. Amen. That we are a child of God. That's where you're going to find your peace. That's where you're going to find life by walking in the one who gave you life and not only uh, in yourself. The Bible says if you walk in the flesh, of your flesh you will reap corruption. That means death. No wonder why we go through the problems we do. The Bible says be not deceived. Those little evil things about you, the things you get involved with, it corrupts the good things. The Bible says be sure your sin will find you out. We don't have to, listen, Nobody has to point fingers at anyone. Your own life is a testimony of how you're living for Christ. Your own fruit is a testimony of what God is doing in your life. Nobody can counterfeit the fruit of God. Nobody can counterfeit the Holy Spirit of God. And the deception comes by the devil saying, listen, uh, God's still going to bless you. You can have your sin and still have a blessed life. But the reality is you're missing out on true life. God's going to have mercy on you and he'll continue to deal with you. But more and more, you got to notice the, the things that are corrupting the right way and start allowing God to remove it. That's part of the grace of God. 
We are commanded to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The same grace that brought us salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Those little evil things are taking away your life. They're taking it away. They're taking away the good that's in your life. It may feel good to please your flesh, but they are taking away what is truly good in your life. The Bible says it corrupts it. Your goodness will never override those little things. You got to get rid of those little bad things out of your life that the good things may stay and they be purified for the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, awake to righteousness and sin not. Awake. Don't be spiritually uh, sleeping. Awake. Notice uh, what the devil has done in your life in the past. Notice how your flesh is and wake up to righteousness. Ask God, God, help me to walk in your way. There's nothing you have to do uh, to walk in the right way. Just keep your eyes on Christ. The grace of God is what does it for us. We naturally uh, do not produce righteousness. We naturally produce the works of our flesh. Therefore, it's a spiritual walk. You cannot do it. You being here tonight is a product of the grace of God. You read in your Bible, if you're reading your Bible through in the year, praise God, keep it up, do not stop. I warned you it's going to get a little rough, but you keep on persevering, you keep on reading, and it will break through, and it becomes you after a while. And before you know it, you're just reading, reading, reading. So keep on reading. And if you're reading, guess what? It's a product of the grace of God. No one wants to naturally read the Bible. No one. It's a spiritual book. We would rather watch a biography of the Bible on TV, right? A three-hour biography. That was the best biography. Would you read your Bible for three hours? No. Two minutes is long enough. A three-hour biography or movie? Yes, I'll watch it, right? That's how we are. Uh, we are not uh, living in the spirit of God often. We live in this flesh, amen? But grace of God is there to keep us on the right path. What do we got to do? Just keep your eyes on Christ. Remember that he's the one who gave you life, and you cleave to him. Walk with him. You can't do it. You are not a righteous person by default. We are sinners by default, amen? And with that, you need Christ. This is to help us realize, be not deceived. We are naturally deceived. Lord, I need you, I need the truth of God to keep me from being deceived. Awake, Lord, I'm going to sleep if you don't wake me up. Remember the disciples? Jesus said, stay up with me and pray. As soon as he left, they were sleeping. They all were sleeping. And these were the, the prime disciples. They all just fell asleep. The Bible says their eyes were all heavy. There's people who fall asleep in church all the time. Soon as they get home, they'll watch a three-hour movie, right? So that's just how it is. That's how we are. But awake, Lord, wake me. 
Waken me spiritually. Help me to do some great things for you. Have but a moment uh, in your life to do some things for the Lord. Don't sleep your life away spiritually. Do you know in your life, if you live to 90 years old, on average, you slept physically over 30 of those years away. If you're 60, you've slept over 20 years of those away. How many years did you waste doing other things, doing nothing? If you break it down in a whole lifetime, what have we accomplished? What will we do for God? How much do you have left of your life to do for God? Maybe not much. And as time ticks away, you got to say, Lord, don't let me be deceived any longer. I want to use, I want to be spent for Christ. I want to be used for Christ. He's the one who gave you life. Do you think he can bless your life even further? Yeah. He's the one who provides for you. Do you think he can provide for all your needs? Yeah. He's the one who gives you strength. Uh, do you think he can help you serve him? Yeah. He's the one who gave you faith to trust in him. Do you think he can increase your faith if you ask him? Yeah. Faith is the fruit of the Spirit of God. All that you need, God will provide. Some doubt. How can this be? The Bible says, verse 36, thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened, except it die. In the resurrection, you can't be made alive unless you're dead, right? But how can you be made alive? What type of body would somebody have? If we die, Jesus said at the, at the rapture, all the dead in Christ shall rise first, right? What type of body would they have? I don't know. God says that he'll give them a body that pleases him, a glorified body, a body that's not affected by sin. And he gives the analogy of a seed. Do you know a seed, whether it be a flower seed or a tomato seed, that seed is not alive, is it? No. You can have a seed that stays in a dry place for I don't know how many years. It's just dead. It's a seed. You can eat it. Uh, but once it touches water, something happens. The water penetrates, and something from that dead seed starts happening. That seed becomes alive and gets planted and takes root and grows. And that one little seed can grow something beautiful. How much can God take from a life that was dead and make it into something glorious and something beautiful? You say, God can't make of me anything. Oh, yes, he can. If he gave us the analogy of a seed, sure, you look at a seed and say, that's not much. What type of seed is it, though? Would it be a great big tree? Maybe an apple tree, pear tree, peach tree? What type of seed is it? Who knows? Put some water on it. Water in the Bible is the word of God. 
The Bible says that the, in the, in the, when God created the heavens and the earth and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. And God moves upon your life and uses his word to change you. Don't resist him. Don't be deceived. Allow him to keep growing you and changing you for your good and his glory. Deception comes. The Bible says that when the word of God is planted, the devil comes as a bird and starts stealing away what is right and what is good and those seeds that were planted in your life. Don't let the devil do that. Don't be deceived. Awake to righteousness and sin not. Evil communications corrupt good manners. I want to just remind us today that the little details in our life is what makes somebody beautiful for God. We remodeled the church. You see the woodwork on the walls and all. You know, that woodwork has no purpose at all. Nothing. doesn't do anything. It's just nice to look at. That's it. it costs us thousands of dollars. Why is it there? All the fancy woodwork in the foyer, thousands. For what? Just to look at. Many people don't even look at it. But you get a sense of feeling like, wow, this is nice when you come in. Yeah, God wants to do that with you. You say, this is not a big deal. It's just nobody knows about it. It's something I do at home by myself. It's the details that make something beautiful. If you allow God, God takes away the things that are hurting you for the purpose of replacing it with things that are good. It's the evil things that corrupt the good things. And if you allow them to stay too long, it'll be like that homeless man living in that buffet. Chase away all the business people and things that were fruitful in your life and you're left with going back to square one again. Anybody's ever been there? Starting all over feeling? Yeah. Yeah. This time, don't be deceived. Allow God to change you. Take out the things and allow the good things to remain and grow that you can bear for fruit some 10, some 50, some 100 fold. Who knows what type of tree you are? You might just see a little seed right now sprouting, but what great things God can do with your life. We live in the last days. God wants to hit a home run with your life if you allow him to. He's not going to come back empty. He wants to see some great things happen before he returns. Will he find it with you? Can he depend on you? When he comes to you and calls on your name, will you obey him? Will you submit and say, Lord, here am I. Send me. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll be faithful. I'll prove your name by being faithful to you. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll give what you want me to give. Here am I, O oh Lord. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I ask you for your help. We all have a flesh that is contrary to the spirit of God. We need supernatural help. We need supernatural grace. 
Lord, our flesh is very strong. But Lord, your grace is stronger. Lord, our sin is very tempting. But where sin abounds, grace doth much more abound. Help us to awake, O God, out of our sleep, to notice our life, sometimes dormant, fruitless, going nowhere, empty, and realize that it may be us and what we're keeping behind secret doors. Keep us, O God, from these sins. May we give them to you. We don't need anybody to know them but you. Lord, the finger points at us of the lack of fruit. The finger points at us at the lack of things we're doing for you. I pray, Lord, you'll look down on us, have mercy, forgive us our sins, take away these things from our life, and may we be a vessel clean and fit for the master's use. May everybody here, Lord, know how special they are and how much of a great purpose they have for the honor and glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As piano plays, let's all stand. Has God spoke to you about some things in your life? Evil communications. It, it hurts the good things in your life. You say it'll just go away. Has it? Has it gone away? The only thing that's going to go away is the good things. If you're just expecting it to go away, it won't. You got to get God's grace on it. You got to get it out now. You got to ask the Lord for mercy. Mercy, 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 oh God, mercy. I'm a sinner that needs mercy. Lord, but if you allow, I want to do some things for you. And this is what's affecting me. This has come in between us before, and it's come in between us again. But Lord, if you would, take it from me. I give it to you. Give me the grace to stand, the strength to go. that my fruit may remain. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Though he was dead, yet shall he live. And he cries out by name, Lazarus, come forth. And he which was bound and in the tomb came forth and lived a glorious testimony to tell of the one who raised him from the dead and gave him a life to live that's worth living. Like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. 
Prone to wander, Lord, I fear it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Amen. Amen. I want everyone here to be uh, blessed and thriving for Christ. That's, that's my prayer. Amen. Well, we have uh, um, we got some pizzas downstairs for everybody. I hope you enjoy it. Amen. So go on downstairs after service. And, oh, you got to wake up early. I know. I do, too. Uh, but, hey, this you'll have to wake up every day early, too, for work. But this is something special. Please go downstairs, enjoy the pizza, and um, uh, get some fellowship in. If you do have to go, at least stop downstairs for a second, grab a slice, and be able to get going. Amen. I would do, amen. Don't thank me. Thank the... Well, you'll see. Amen. Uh, let's uh, uh, ask the Lord's blessing on the pizza. Brother Tom, would you come up and... Close us out and ask God's blessing on the pizza. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for tonight's message. I pray, Lord, that we would take our, your word home with us, Father. Help us get through the days, Father. Lord, I pray you would bless the, tonight's fellowship. Bless the hands that prepared it. Help us have a sweet time in your house, Father. And give us all travel and mercies. And get us home safely in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.